0: Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. Scalar, learning, give me that What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today we are continuing down with more exciting and amazing YouTube channels that are bringing a ton of educational content to the public, and especially during these times, it's so, so valuable. Uh, And this is a channel that's really cool. I think they've done an amazing job of presenting content in a really fun and digestible manner, with really cool animations. I've checked out a, uh, quite a few of their videos, so it's great. The channel is called Extra Credits. Okay, so what is Extra Credits? We're an educational YouTube channel made up of entertainment enthusiasts with backgrounds in game design, television production, literature, and academia. Our team creates short form animated video essays every week about game design, world history, mythology, which I love mythology, and other subjects, all of which may or may not involve a cat. So some of the, the if you kind of break it down, they have history videos. Uh, they have videos on mythology and then they also have these sort of game related videos one uh, in particular that I saw which was kind of interesting was about gamification and maybe sometimes how it's done incorrectly or could be done better they have an incredible following uh, I believe almost over 2 million subscribers and today we are talking to Jeffrey Zakin the studio director so without further ado Jeffrey welcome to the show Thanks. Great to be here. So first of all, t- can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about uh, your background quickly and how you got into the edtech world and working on a, on this amazing YouTube channel?
1: Sure. I've um, been a in the video game space actually for a very long time. I was a video game designer starting in 97, spent about a decade working on MMOs, massively multiplayer games, including being one of the original designers on a game called EverQuest. I spent my second decade in the game field of running a video game research studio, which I started with a friend uh, named, the studio was called Edar. We started with two people, got up to about 70 before we sold it, worked for a couple of years, uh, started up my own virtual reality studio, did board games, worked with Dungeons and Dragons and Catan, and uh, then shifted um, more into this space. And I found that um, running small video game studios is actually very similar to running small YouTube channels. And I was friends with the original two creators of the channel, James and Dan, and came on to help them kind of move it from being a collection of things into a small business. When you joined, what was the mm-hmm. subscriber base at that time? Uh, we were, I think, about 1.3 million. So we've gained a million subscribers since I came on. Wow, that's that's crazy.
0: It's so interesting. I think it's Im- so important, too, that we have more people coming from your background into the world of ed tech because... As we, I, I think that's one of the the most important elements of of education technology is making it interesting and fun, and and what better background to do that, uh, you know, than from from your background, a, a game centered background. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible. So tell us a little bit about the the channel and and your mm-hmm. and the goals of the channel.
1: So extra credits is primarily we consider ourselves an educational channel, but we are always an entertainment first channel, meaning that we are out there to entertain and to make interesting things that people want to engage with and learn as they do it but we are not a hey you know come watch this we're we're not a replacement for your history class or your mythology class that's never our goal we want to get people interested in starting and kind of inspire them to go learn other things and so a lot of our videos are made with that in mind where We have a really good staff of writers who will go and do all of the research, and then a good staff of animators who will take the scripts that get made and turn them into really interesting and fun videos. We have a composer, and then Matthew Kroll, our showrunner, does both the voice, um, manages all of the production. I mean, Matt is really the heart of our team, and also has the cat Zoe, which has started appearing in our videos. And we take these, package them up into seven to ten minute kind of interesting bite-sized chunks, and put out two videos a week, every single week.
0: Now, I recently saw one of the videos on the 1918 flu pandemic. I have to believe mm. that one's been watched <laughs> more, more, yeah, more so recently. Uh, is that the mm. case? And, and maybe tell us, tell us a little, yeah, tell us a little bit about that video for people who haven't seen it.
1: Sure. Um, so on, well, for extra history, excuse me, for extra credits, which by the way, if you're ever starting your, your own YouTube channel and you think you might do more than one show, don't name your first show the same thing as you name your channel, which is a good lesson we learned because we started doing extra credits as the only show and then expanded later to extra history, mythology, sci-fi, and so um, anyway, tangenting. Um, so we um, for the extra history shows, we tend to do five to six episode long shows because that really lets us get into the depth of it. And the 1918 flu pandemic was one that we did, I think, about 20 months ago, and it did good, solid numbers. A lot of people watched it, but about two and a half months ago, three months ago now, it just spiked again with, with uh, viewers. And I, I'd have to look at our stats, but my guess is we probably, since the pandemic started, have easily doubled again the number of people who watched the video and that's very unusual for a video, say, 18 to 20 months old. Most videos get, you know, good half of their views for us in the first uh, month or two. And then we definitely see people continuing to watch over time. We're a channel with a very long tail. We make what we call evergreen content. You know, if we put out something on the flu pandemic or the Arab revolt or, you know, talking about Viking um, expansion, these are things that people might watch when they come out, but they might also – have a college assignment or just be interested in the subject, be searching for it later and bump into what we do.
0: Yep, that's exactly right, it, and we have an education channel as well, and same same thing. Math is evergreen, and so that evergreen concept for people who haven't heard that term before. You're always gonna, it's always going to be relevant, right? The history right. this this story of the 1918 pandemic flu will always be the story, so uh, that's really valuable. This brings me to another point too. Like you noticed a spike there. What have you noticed at, at, as we've gone into lockdown and we've gone to this interesting time of? remote learning. And I know I've talked to some other YouTube channels recently that are like, oh my God, all these teachers are now sending their kids to our videos. Yeah. (laughs) What, what have you guys, what have you guys seen?
1: We've definitely seen some of that, but to, um, kind of, to be fair, we've always been a favorite of, um, high school teachers and college professors that, uh, we really write a lot of our content because we write it aimed at more of a mass market. Um, again, we're kind of a, I'll call it a gateway drug in where you can go watch four or five videos on um, what did we just finished up? Ibn Battuta um, on his voyage. And that's a great primer into going and getting you interested in learning kind of the rest of it. So we're seeing kind of more of the same or I'd say more of an accelerated version where um, especially for high school and college age, we're we're okay to be watched before that, but our real target, the audience we write for, is kind of that age group, the high school plus age group.
0: Was the was the decision to have this split of those three categories, did that stem from just the organic interest of the original creators? Or how did you guys choose history, uh, games, and, <laughs> and uh, mythology?
1: So let's see. It originally started with games because um, – the Dan um, was doing, I think, finishing up a college essay that he took. James is one of the uh, articles James had written and he animated. Um, Dan's an animator that later went on to work at both Pixar and video game studios. And James has been a game design consultant for a long time and actually used to play a lot of my games, which is how we met. We were at a industry mixer and um, he came over and said hi and we started talking, which later led to me working. Here, but um, I just sidetracked myself. What was the original question? <laughs>
0: it was, so you have the three, no worries, you have the three, oh, the three ca- shows yeah, yeah the, so yeah what what, what was the mm-hmm. idea or I- inspiration or or you know premise for those specific categories
1: so they started with games because games was what they were both interested in and new, and at the time, it was one of the only channels on YouTube really talking about not about playing games but about how to design games, the culture behind them, the culture of games, of game studios, and really kind of a primer on getting to know about the industry. And it's really interesting for us because now there's just there's a whole bunch of channels that cover in more detail individual aspects of what we used to cover. So where we talk about design, there's now whole channels that all they do is talk about design or talk about game culture or other things. But about six or seven years ago, I'd have to double check to be exact. um, One of the game studios that was, um, let's see, was Creative Assembly had some of their marketing budget left over. And so they contacted the channel and they said, Hey guys, would you be interested? uh, We're doing a total war game, it's um, going around some of the kind of Greek Roman time period. Would you be interested in doing an extra credit style video? that um, covers this time period in this topic. And we were like, hell yeah, that'd be fun. It was um, on the Punic Wars. And so six years ago, we did our first video because there was some leftover marketing budget that a group paid us to do. And we thought it was so much fun and enjoyed it so much that um, it'd be, we spun up that as a series. And so that was how we branched out to our first series. And then we had extra credits and extra um, history. And we've dabbled with other series before. We did, uh, I think, six or seven seasons of extra sci-fi talking about um, kind of the history behind writing science fiction, starting with Frankenstein and moving forward. And we just wrapped that one. And about two years ago, we spun up extra mythology, which, similar to history, takes um, mythology and kind of retells it in a shorter form with animation. Again, just to kind of get people familiar with it and learning And so for us, a lot of it is figuring out what are we both passionate about, but what do we also think our audience would like? And if so, we we give it a try. And if it works, we keep going. And if it doesn't, we cancel it. Actually, one of our mantras for the channel is fail faster, which is if we try something, let's give it a try, but let's not drag it on forever. If it works, we keep going. If it doesn't, we kill it so we can then get a chance to go try something else new
0: hundred percent. You know, that's an interesting thing as I, uh, I used to read like all these self-development books when I was trying to figure out when I was basically changing my entire life and career to be all education focused about seven years ago. But that's a term that I've heard many times fail fast. It's amazing because you have that or, or get to that point and try a lot of things so you can figure out where you can really flourish anyway. So that's, I, I love that saying. So g- getting, getting back to your channel now, I know you mentioned that it's it's not a replacement for school, sure, but I can see it mm. having a huge place in education and even within academia. So for ex- so if I were to ask you if I if I had students and I said mm. I want to somehow use this massive library of videos and, and things like that it's in some way like what's your recommendation? Do you say, "Hey, maybe this is the the first step in writing a paper, choosing a research topic," or is you know, how have you seen it been used really effectively by teachers and professors?
1: We've seen a couple of really good ways, um, one of which is is to play episodes and talk about them in class and use it as a discussion, start, a discussion starter. Another is as they're getting into a period, even assigning it as homework or just something to watch to kind of get them familiar so that as they're reading the textbook or they're having discussions in class, it gives everybody a good starting point for, hey, cool, we've seen, you know, this is basically a primer. Because there's no way in four or five or six videos that are each seven to ten minutes long, for example, we can cover the entirety of, say, D-Day or Autobahn Bismarck or the Great Northern War. But we can definitely at least get you pretty familiar with it. And we can do it in a way that really makes it interesting that hopefully you look at that, you're like, wow, I want to know more about that. So our kind of best thing is just saying use it as something to help get people interested. And another one is sample through it i've definitely watched ones that rob our main extra history writer has written i'm like really is that going to be that interesting of a topic and then you know i read his script watch the first couple episodes i'm like oh wow yeah that is really an interesting topic it's just something i didn't know a lot about and we're blessed with we have a really good production crew and um it really helps us put out good stuff Awesome.
0: What do you got? What do you see on in the forefront? So you you've built you've built this massive library. What do you mm-hmm. what's down the pipeline in the next year,
1: two years, and so on th- that we can expect? Um, a lot of it's just kind of keep putting out more. Especially with uh, the pandemic going on right now, we want to just try and be stable. We want to make sure we keep all of our people working. We keep putting out good stuff, and that just as groups on the internet are looking for things to watch or quality content or actually one of the idiosyncrasies of our channel is we're almost we really we're not the angry guys on the internet yelling and screaming we're a very positive channel we definitely don't shy away from bad things but we don't revel in them and we talk about them in context and kind of try and move forward around that but uh, we try and be very sensitive to a lot of that and so we want to just keep putting out the content we're doing, and um, honestly, growing our channel, getting more people to hear about it, more people to come watch, and you know, join in, view the stuff, join our Patreon, and just you know, come hang out. And I have to say, you know, from a consumer standpoint, the
0: audio is excellent. The animations are really mm-hmm. cool. So I think they do a really good job production wise. So definitely I would check. Oh, and they they I, I mean, for my taste, I, I like the I think they pick very interesting topics as well. So I would definitely encourage people to check mm-hmm. it out. If people do want to come and find your stuff and check out the channel, how do they mm-hmm. how do they find you guys?
1: Uh, if you search for extra credits um, on google or anything else or you can go to um, extra credits c-r-e-d-i-t-z on youtube um, those are pretty easy ways or um, credits with an s extra credits dot site we'll get you to our website extra credits store i'll let you go buy cute plushies of zoe our animated cat um, we're we're pretty easy to find but just search for extra credits at youtube and uh, we'll show up
0: All right, awesome. And if you guys missed that, well, it is a podcast, so you can always rewind. (laughs) But if you don't want to rewind, you can go to our website and look at the show notes. Just go to scalarlearning.com, check out the podcast section for this episode, and all those links will be right there. And by the way, if you haven't done so yet, make sure to check us out on YouTube as well. We've got SAT, ACT, math content coming your way. Let's stay positive for these upcoming tests and hope they actually go down. June uh, ACT is scheduled and planned to actually take place. So let's see what happens. Stay on the grind. And uh, last but not least, Make sure to check back for new podcast episodes every Monday. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I will see you next time. Take it easy.